You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, to the Oz Network as we bring you another special episode on this very special day. We are commemorating 20 years of Third Watch. On this very day, 20 years ago, the 23rd of September 1999, the show premiered on NBC. You've already listened to our exclusive reunion special featuring six former cast members and the co-creator of the show. Today, we also are going to bring you a very special fan episode where we're bringing back our two beloved co-hosts from all our Third Watch recaps to just have a bit of a chat and talk about Third Watch. I speak, of course, of Mr. Darvell Stewart. Darvell, first of all, welcome back to the show. Hey, Ben, how you doing? Good to be back here again. And also joining us, the OG when it comes to our hosts, uh, Miss Brandy Whitfield. Brandy, (laughs) welcome back to the Oz Network. Hey, friends. It's good to be back. Oh, gee. Friends, I feel so special. It's uh, exciting to have you both here, particularly you, Brandy, because I think one of our listeners right now, at least in the timeline of us releasing these episodes, uh, where we're sort of just past the halfway point of season six, they haven't heard your voice in a while. They're going to hear your voice. We've recorded, obviously, all the episodes, so they'll hear you in the finale in our series recap. But uh, I just thought, quickly pointing that out, Brandy, that uh, welcome back. <laughs> it's been a while, <laughs> sort Thank of. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> So it's good, it's to, good to be back. It's good to have you back, as, as Darvel kind of did his... I can't do that OG thing. I feel like I'm too white to be able to go, OG! Like, I just... Don't. Come on, just give, it, it. give it your best it. shot. Give it your best shot, Ben. Come on. OG! Uh, no. Like, there you all go. Right, all right. All right. All right. I, I tried. You got some brother in you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, but 20 years, guys. Third watch, 20 years now. I know you've both shared the story of how you got involved in the show, uh, but like I feel like it's a bit of a refresher here. We can kind of repeat ourselves a little bit. Let's start with let's start with the OG Brandy. Um, I mean, I, I, from memory, you weren't here twenty years ago watching this show as it premiered, but uh, you know, e- explore your memories. Tell us about getting into this show and what it means right now that it's been twenty years of Third Watch. Ooh, okay. Um. The the most vivid picture I have is when my mom was watching it on TV and I came in. It's when I saw Sergeant Cruz and she was like at the dock. That's when she got her diagnosis and she was crying. And I remember thinking, like, like who is this female? Right. Because like, you didn't see that many female cops at that time on TV. And I remember like after that scene, I remember just sitting down watching her for and then I was stuck on the show ever since. And I would catch every rerun after school and make sure I was there to see the next episode that came on. And the fact that it's been 20 years, it doesn't feel that long, though. It doesn't feel that long. It does not. What about you? Does it feel that long to you guys? 20? Not really. No. no. Um, yeah. I mean, I was obviously 12 when it started and remember watching it from the beginning. But, um, yeah, no, it does not seem like 20. Even saying it's been 14 years since it ended. You know, it's um, it's it's crazy to think that. But, uh yeah, Darvell, I know obviously you're kind of a similar boat, didn't quite watch it from the beginning, but, uh, you know, here we are 20 years later, not from when you started watching it at least, but, uh, you know, 20 years of the show. Right, and like Brandy, I can't believe that it's been 20 years either. Um, but me, as I've said before, although, like you said, for refresher's sake, I saw a few promos for it throughout its run because I did watch some NBC shows at that time. I caught law and order a few times and ER and stuff like that. Um, and maybe a little fear factor too. remember fear factor. I remember fear factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Which actually for a time aired on the same night as third watch. But anyway, in fact, in fact, uh, I think in, I think for, Oh, for seasons three and four, uh, fear factor preceded third watch. But anyway, um, where was I? Oh Yes. I never got around to watching it when it actually aired, unless you count the very last episode. And I checked that out the night that it aired. I don't even know why I did, but I did. Um, and I saw a few reruns of it here and there on A&E when A&E ran it. But I didn't actually sit down and blaze my way through the entire series until uh, March of 2013. That was back when the whole thing was up on YouTube. Did it in like maybe two months, I think. And I mean, I the first episode that I like watched all the way through that I vividly remember watching all the way through was More Monsters, the season six premiere. Mm-hmm. And and I was just hooked on it because of 
I love that. I know you think it's over the top, but I love that wild, absolutely chaotic shootout that took place over the over several floors of the hospital that they all usually frequented. Mm-hmm. And you know, I knew it had to be intense just from that. Also, you know, the scene with Alex dying. I saw that sometime before I decided to watch the show too. And you know, it's like it just sparked my interest. I was like, you know, what is this show? What is this? How is this show? How is a broadcast network show, not a cable show, a broadcast network show like this, so intense? Mm. And yeah, after I watched more monsters, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna check this out. See if it. See if the whole thing is on here. And lo and behold, it was. And the rest is history. And now you're talking to yep. an Australian guy sitting in New Zealand about the show with all these years later. So um, crazy. Yep. And so and so is Brandy. Yes. And so Never. Is Brandy being on a podcast talking about the show at all well like, <laughs> it is it's awesome it's uh, that's i mean the amount of times i've shared this on throughout these episodes and um you know we'll talk about this in a couple of months obviously when it comes to our series recap as well but i i had always had this long-standing dream to be able to cover this show when i got into podcasting particularly sort of tv recaps and everything along those lines and it was just something that i never thought would be possible because unfortunately third watch never reached those heights that we think it should deserve to so therefore the fan base is you know very kind of small and sort of kept certain pockets of the internet so i did try several years ago to kind of you know weed someone out to be able to get this happening never got really a response did it again got a couple of uh bites here and there and obviously brandy you were the one who kind of stuck there and were able to to come on board darvel you sort of uh came on board as well through listening to this and it was just it was just amazing to be able to to talk about this show that yeah. I've been obsessed with for 20 years so uh yeah yeah and not just you know me listening to the uh the the episodes when you and Brandy first started out that um got me wanting to be part of it um I was watching the did I ever tell you this I was watching the demolition derby episode on YouTube yeah. a couple of years ago and Brandy happened to leave a comment about it and i didn't know it i knew it was either you ben or i know it was either you ben or brandy when um when the podcast was brought up because i i don't remember what you said brandy but i remember i replied to you and we started talking about it and then you said something about the you said something about a podcast and then i said wait isn't that isn't that a recap series that's being done by an australian guy (laughs) and and you were like, and you were like, yeah. And at that time, I didn't know if I was talking to, I didn't, I didn't know which one of you I was talking to. And then I messaged you, Ben, and um, you said that Brandy had gotten in touch with you and said that I had, that her and I had conversed on a YouTube video. And I was like, okay, so yeah, that was Brandy I was talking to. Did I ever tell you like that? I have, maybe I should have been more clear about who I was. <laughs> Oh no, it was fine. It was fine. <laughs> I don't think but, I'd, I'd did. Did I ever no, share that story? I'd, possibly, but well, I forget things at the half the time. I mean, God, how many times we did these recaps, and I would wouldn't even remember what we were watching. Um, but it's it's a fun story. Yeah, you, like, <laughs> that's a it's a yeah. it's a great story because it's it's interesting. Um, you know, we've talked about the the fandom and the fan community and everything, and you know, even when it was airing, I wasn't. I didn't have the internet at home really until like the final season really. And even then it was kind of discovering message boards and things like that. I remember sort of there being a forum, uh, the, I think it was the thirdwatchfans.net website back when it was kind of thirdwatch.net. Yeah. Yes. Thirdwatch.net. And they sort of had that forum. I remember reading through some of that and everything. Um, but yeah, it was never really sort of a hugely active show. And I actually, I remember recently just, clicking on the hashtag third watch on Twitter and just kind of scrolling through some of the random posts that you get there. And and what I think I found interesting, at least with doing this show is that we do get the random message and the random comment. And, you know, someone who was going to be on this episode, Alkides, but sadly uh, couldn't be on at the last minute. You know, he's somebody who converses with me a lot, listens to them a lot. We've had some other people through the third watch fans group sort of communicate. And even recently having this reunion happen and kind of, uh, you know, having Sabrina at Third Watch fans share it, uh, you know, and really get some traction there. You know, got some great comments, great, great messages about that. And, you know, at the time of recording this, the, the reunion episode is already getting some very strong downloads, which is very exciting. So it's it's great that this show still can be talked about, even though it is never going to be, 
you know, a, a Game of Thrones, the Lost, you know, something that has huge, huge fan base. It's still, it's still appreciated out there. And I think kind of, if yeah. we can play a small part in keeping that flame alive, then I, I feel very honored to be that part of that community at least. Yeah, same here. And, you know, I'll say this until I'm blue in the face. Perhaps it would have been a bigger hit if NBC, if NBC wasn't always jerking it around its schedule and rarely promoting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, did, I think Ed mentioned seven times in six seasons it was moved around. So, which Yeah, is... and he said that it, that it changed twice a seat. It changed twice in one season. It was That was season five. It started out Mondays at 10 p.m. at the beginning of season five, and then with the goodbye to all that episode, that's when NBC moved it to Fridays. Yeah, crazy. Just absolutely crazy. But, um, yeah, I mean, we, we've gone over this plenty of times, the amount of, you know, things that should have happened, Emmy nominations and ratings and things along those lines and just everything that kind of happened with it. Um, I mean, Brandy, fr- from this very beginning when you got involved in, in this, how many times do you think you would have watched Third Watch at that point, Brandy, before you'd even started re-watching it again by, you know, those early days of recapping it with us? Oh, I can't count. I mean, I remember, like Darvell was saying about YouTube, I remember having to, like, I watched a couple of times, like, all the seasons just because I was afraid YouTube was going to take them down again. So I would, like, rewatch and then found out that someone else put up the, put up the seasons, I would rewatch it again. So I can't really count, but I do know I didn't pay as much detail until I did the podcast. And once I did the podcast, I was really into, like, the detail of, the writing and like the characters and seeing how, you know, my perspective of, of them has developed over time. Davel, do you know, would you know how many times you've watched it over the years, especially before you kind of came to us here and joined the show? Well, you know, similar thing to Brandy, to tell you the, the truth, before I blazed my way through it when it was on YouTube back in 2013, I really didn't give the, I really didn't give it that much thought. The show, I mean, I mean, I knew that it was, I knew that it was out there. I occasionally stumbled across the theme song on YouTube in the related video sections when I would watch old clips of the show Rescue Nine One One, and <laughs> stuff like that. But yeah, truth, truth is, like I said, I really didn't give the show a whole lot of thought until I blazed my way through it that first time in 2013. And then ever and then after I did that, I bought um, I bought the first couple seasons, and ever since then I've been, you know, just hoping and praying the other ones will come out. And then I stumbled across the podcast, and here we are. I will say, kind of, just in case a lot of people may be listening to the reunion and maybe thinking sort of through the listener questions and that that I didn't bring up the, the DVD aspect or the streaming aspect, because that was by far the most frequent question I received. Yeah, I th- everybody's asking about that. And yeah. understandably, I get it. I get that. Yeah, but, it has been yeah. answered universally a thousand times over, and I think kind of at the end of the day, it does, for those who don't know who may be a reason why they're asking that, it is pretty much because of music rights on those DVDs, because, you, you know, to put it, Simply, you pay for the rights of a song in an episode, which generally only covers the the broadcast episode and maybe a couple of reruns and, you know, distribution later down the line. It doesn't cover the rights on DVD because back in the day they didn't know that that was a thing. So, therefore, yeah. in order for them to fully get the season three, four, five, and six, they use a lot of music, particularly as we know in those later seasons, that have to get the rights for those differently. And if they can't get the rights, then they're going to have to edit every single episode to involve a new song. So, And when it ultimately comes down to it, Third Watch, again, as we keep saying, isn't really a show that was huge enough really to cite that demand. So, unfortunately, it's really going to be something that will never happen. But, I mean, streaming is a different thing, maybe. I I don't know how that works if the rights are different when it comes to that but uh, so that's why i didn't really put the, that to people and, yesterday right and the streaming market is kind of taking the place of the dvd market so who knows i mean i don't want to give anybody false hope but well like weirder is. things have happened <laughs> um <laughs> and to be and to be fair you know to be clear here music licensing i think you said this already ben but yeah back then it was only for like broadcast of a show and maybe and maybe reruns nowadays when when it comes to a tv show using music and all that 
they cover everything mm-hmm. broadcast dvd release streaming because that's where it all because that's how things are now if third watch were done today no doubt they would have the, they would have all that covered yeah in a heartbeat, in a heartbeat, and this is the thing. Like you know, another really popular show that I think a lot of people cry foul about not being on DVD, Cold Case, and that used more music. Oh yes. than, than Third Watch ever did. So, I mean, look, I I, I definitely feel the uh, frustration from the fans. Uh, absolutely, me too. Um, so I, I understand that, but yeah, it's just it's just a sad fact of how it is, and um, you know, so that's kind of where it was. And, and at the end of the day, like Ed answered that question. I think from memory on our full interview with him. And I don't think Skip and Kobe and Michael and all that are really going to know the full answer to that one. But um, yeah, I think, yeah, it was, it's just, it's one that we know is very frustrating. And it's also, I think added frustration to it too. Whereas like, yeah, you, you guys are mentioning about it being on YouTube and you can understand, you know, Warner brothers and NBC kind of putting copyright claim onto it. They don't want their intellectual property just being shared out there, but it's also at the end of the day, well, find a way to let the fans watch it then like put it up on a paid, you know, I'm sure NBC have a all access website, similar to like CBS does. So, you know, I'm sure they will. They're working on that actually. And so is Warner. Maybe, uh, maybe no, I was just thinking maybe NBC, NBC definitely won't put third watch on well, their you, you never know. NBC universal site. Oh, come on. The way NBC treated third watch back when it aired, it's probably going to be one of the last things they put up on there. But Warner, Mm, I, mean, I guess yeah, it would like, be it would be tricky too, <laughs> given the the association with Universal and you know Universal and Warner being rivals, I guess. But I mean, I think it would be nice for it to be, have some sort of agreement because you, you look right now, like we're in the midst this year. We've got a lot of anniversaries that people are celebrating. Obviously, the big talk at the moment is Friends' twenty fifth anniversary, but even a lot around the ER twenty fifth anniversary, which is making me happy. And there was a somebody was sharing recently that there was a, a streaming service, I think, about to add ER to it. Um, Hulu. So, yeah. So yeah. ER has ER has been on Hulu since uh, 2018. Okay, and I, I mean ER clearly, you know, quite a large, much larger audience uh, base than Third Watch ever had. But I mean, you know, it's still obviously. I mean, ER itself had lots of music towards the end as well. Uh, obviously, probably by the end they knew a lot more about the DVDs, sort of in 2008, 2009, so they were able to work around it. But um, yeah, I think it's um, it's sad that it's not, but hopefully one day. Yeah, are we speaking the- of ER, I would what, say. Brandy? I was about to say, speaking of medical dramas, did oh, you no. hear about Grey's Anatomy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, just kidding. I had to do it, but um, yeah. Well, did I- we hear about? Gra- say that again. Grey's Anatomy breaking records. Shut right up. Now? I was about to say, and that's why I hate it even more right now. It's going into yeah, sixth season. But if it weren't for ER, there wouldn't even be a Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> so Grey's Anatomy st- is still to. second class. I do have to say it, though that. I think think Grey's Anatomy gets a bit of an easy ride now because, like, in all fairness, ER sort of towards the end of it was also entering this period of golden age of television where cable shows really were the norm, whereas Grey's Anatomy kind of started just as it was happening, whereas network TV is a different beast now. Like, they keep shows on a lot longer now because they don't have the same audiences, so they know that people just like that comforting show that's there. You know, I guarantee that... This is why, like, Law and Order lasts 20,000 years. You've got CBS's and, um, uh, sorry, CBS Chicago bloody fire and 100 different versions. The reason they last so much longer is because it's not as ratings heavy as it was 20 years ago. Like, they just have such a solid ratings base that it's never going anywhere. I, it's, it's obvious about yeah, like, like Survivor. That's why we can still talk about Survivor because the ratings never go up. The ratings never go down. They're solid enough. They know it's a, a safe enough show for them that they don't need to touch it. That's where Grey's Anatomy is surviving for so long. Pretty much. Yeah, and talking yeah. about and speaking of like ratings and numbers and all that and how it's different now. I mean, show that has a broadcast network show that has, you know, five million, six million, seven million, eight million, nine million, ten million viewers, those are by today's standards, those are good numbers. Absolutely. Even ten even like even ten, twenty years ago, your show had ten million viewers. 
your show was getting cancelled. In a heartbeat. Yep, absolutely. It's a similar thing here in Australia. Like, um, you know, obviously we've got a much smaller population and the, the rating share is a lot different. <laughs> I mean, nowadays it's a, it's a win to get to a million viewers for a show. Back, you know, 10 years ago, you know, if you weren't pulling close to 2 million, you, you were off the air. So, um, whereas, yeah, so 800,000 is a, is a fairly regular sort of number for most shows to survive nowadays. So it, it's a completely different landscape. And I'm not trying to take away from Grey's Anatomy. And, and add in Netflix and yeah. all them too. Yeah. But uh, oh, man. anyway, we're here to talk about third watch. We're not here to talk about fucking Grey's Anatomy. Jesus Christ, what are we? What are we? No, no, I just hey, you go for it. I was just had to say something, and y'all, you both be off. That's off. why you haven't been on the show for so long. You bloody Grey's Anatomy <laughs> sneaking. Because in you always time. have to bring up Grey's Anatomy when we're talking about fucking third watch, Brandy. That caused trouble, man. You know it. Hey, we love you for that, though. <laughs> what? And we um, do. I, again, we we do discuss a little bit of this uh, when in our series recap in a couple of months. But did either of you sort of come out of doing this series of of recap episodes and being able to talk about it, Brandy? I know you mentioned a little bit before about kind of you know talking about your opinions, watching it in a different light. I might start with you, Darvell. Here, did you find that you watch this show differently now, or you kind of take things out of this differently now since you've been involved in? Oh yeah. Yeah. Especially, especially cause I have, I feel like doing this has given me a better appreciation for it. Even then, even more so than what I had when I finally blazed my way through it six years ago. And I loved it then. And I feel like it's given me an even deeper love of it. Yeah, I, I would agree. And I think kind of you watch, and this isn't just a third watch thing. I think this is a movie TV show thing. You, you watch things differently now when you know you've got that capacity to try and talk about them. And by no means would I declare ourselves all knowing experts. Uh, but no. I, I oh. think you do have that level. Like Mallory definitely keeps saying to me now that she's like, Oh my God, you know, since I've been with you, I just, I, I critique shows differently now. and I watch shows differently. Like it's, it's your fault. Um, yeah, well, you know, that's the joys of being with me. Brandy, I mean, again, you kind of answered it before, but I guess kind of you, you still have that way of that different appreciation for this show than you once had. Um, I would say I appreciate some of the characters a lot more like Faith and Kim. I didn't really like them as much when I was started out watching the show, but now, you know, getting older, like I said, like, you know, as you go through life yourself, you see, see certain characters differently and you can also identify with them a little bit more and, I found that to be true with Kim and Faith. And I will say, besides my opinions, I will say this show has had an impact on my own life, actually. Just because, like, I remember, like, I do remember this was, like, the first show I ever sat down and, like, rewrote my own version of it. And it allowed me to, it kind of swayed me into being a writer. And so Third Watch, in that way, has had a big impact in my life. How about you, too? Like, has it impacted your life? In Darvel, ways. Darvel, you go, Darvel. I, I think you should answer that one. It's impacted my life in different ways. Yeah. Um, Any wisdom you might have taken from it? I mean, this show was pretty... It's, it was very wise in some areas. It really was. It really was. Um, I think I... I don't know. The only thing I can think to say is I think I have a better appreciation of just what these people deal with. Mm. You know, mm. what our what these what our first responders, our actual first responders, our police officers, our firefighters, our paramedics, and even our doctors and nurses and stuff, because I mean they were in there too. You know, the kind of things they the kind of things they deal with and how and how it affects them, even though they try not to let it do so and and it's I mean, anytime I cross paths with a firefighter or a police officer or a paramedic now, um, I mean, I always try to do this before, but I make it a point to do this now. I always say, you know, hey, th- thank you for what you do. Because as stressed by the characters themselves in the show, it's a th- the, these are very, despite everything they do, despite everything they go through, these are very thankless professions. Mm-hmm. And they are. It's like, I mean, what was it? I mean... Bobby, the character of Bobby, Bobby Cannavale, um, and character Bobby Caffey, he kind of summed it up in his uh, second to last episode. What was that episode? Duty, where um, where where uh, where he's talking to where he's talking to Doc, and he says, uh, "Gosh, what was it?" Where he's talking about his teacher and how you know 
you know, what do we really do? It's something like, we don't really do anything out there, do we? We scoop them up, take them to the hospital where all the real work gets done. We don't affect a damn thing. I think that's the sentiment of a lot of paramedics and first responders in general. And it's because of the attitude from the public. Mm. Everybody glorifies the doctors and the nurses. And not that they, they, not that they don't deserve credit. They absolutely do. But in order for the doctors and nurses and all the hospital personnel to do their jobs, the paramedics first have to get the first have to get the patients to them alive. Mm. I, I'd agree with all that. I think kind of I've always had a respect for emergency service workers, and particularly police. Like I've always I've always aspired to be a police officer. I'm just not brave enough. There's no way that I would be able to do it. But um, you know, I I always kind of have that level. But I, I think kind of the biggest one for me watching the show as well um, was just my love of New York City. You know, I, I love New York before I ever saw this show, but I, I would say that this show just solidified just everything that I ever imagined this city could be, just ever imagined, Man. you know, my absolute passion for it and love for it. So I think kind of that to me was, if I had to have one biggest take from watching it and not being able to cover it, uh, it would just, yeah, be my absolute love of, of the city of New York. I want to visit NYC sometime. You should. <laughs> You're a lot closer to it than I am. So, <laughs> and Brandy, you're even closer, aren't aren't you? Or I'm, I'm in uh, the Pacific Northwest. You're, you're closer, closer Darville. You're in the middle, right? Come on, it's only what a yeah. hour drive, eleven hour drive, longer than that. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I, maybe I can't really um, drive. I can drive to the I, airport, like, but that's about it. Uh, yeah, but you can't drive across the ocean. Well, not yet. Or several oceans. Uh, who knows? <laughs> I will say, I do want to become a cop because of this show as well. I remember that was my goal, even throughout high school. Like, I joined ROTC in high school just because I was like, okay, I'm gonna go in, serve, serve some years in the army, and then come out and become a cop. That was like my whole goal in high school until, and then I got you know pregnant with my my child and. Things change. Now I don't really want to be a cop, but I do still appreciate what they do. And um, I have a few friends who are really big into being a cop, and one of them is actually trying to become a cop as well. And so it's it's a different perspective for sure, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's it's funny, yeah. actually, we're talking about, like, the New York love. Like, um, the couple of times I've, I've been to New York, I go out of my way to get a photo with an NYPD officer. And it's funny, actually, because um, whenever you see them, and it's not just, like, because of Third Watch, for like, for me, but, like, other people obviously have these tourists have the same reaction because the NYPD itself are, you know, a tourist attraction. So, But it's, like, it's when you actually see for the very first time, like, an NYPD car or you see, a, you know, a cop walking around New York with all the NYPD insignia on them and that sort of stuff. It's kind of, it's cool because you're kind of like, oh, my God, like, they're, they're real. Like, and at the end of the day, they're just, they're, they're cops like that of course they're, they're real. people they're people but it's it's kind of just like that that weirdness of excitement that you get and like you know i i've got so many nypd like i've got a nypd one of the jackets i've talked about on the show before like you know uh t-shirts and everything like that like i i bought a little nypd car the first time i went to new york and things like that so um yeah, it kind of brings that, that level out there. I mean, like, I, I had a similar thing, like, with Chicago out of ER, probably not on the same level. Uh, and obviously, ER didn't really film in Chicago, any sort of the exterior shots every now and then, and they kind of scrapped a lot of that by the later seasons. But, um, yeah, I think kind of just that. And But I even think, um, you know, television in general, when you, like, you, you remember your first kind of adult show. I've always said ER is kind of like the first grown-up show I was allowed to watch, and that sort of helped me get into Third Watch. But I think kind of as we've discussed a lot of the time too, and even just our conversation before about Grey's Anatomy and how network TV is, I mean, it's just such a different beast now. People growing up with network TV aren't privy to what it was like, and kind of this was its unique beast. We didn't have... This, this overabundance of HBOs and Showtimes and Netflixes and Hulus and things like that to get this high-quality movie-style television. Like, this was it back then, and it it does stand up, I think, that quality of TV. And this is why I still stand by the fact that this is the greatest show of all time, at least in my eyes. It's, it's not an opinion shared by pretty much anyone out there. But I just think that this goes into that play of Third Watch being so underrated uh, in terms of what it is. I, I think, like, it really fell into an area where it was like, if this was a few years earlier or a few years later, maybe we would be thinking about this differently in terms of its grand scheme of things. I think it kind of fell through the cracks, didn't it, in that period of it time? Really it really did, and I 
it really did because it, it came out at the same time as like CSI and that kind of stuff. And CSI was huge. It yeah. really was. Yeah, and I think that in the in our reunion one, like you know. Ed and sort of the other people sort of talk about in terms of just the, the legacy it had and kind of, you know, Ed mentions about how, you know, it really was one of the last true cop shows because after this we did have, like, everyone had to be psychic after this or quirky and, like, could, you know, count numbers and shit like this moving forward. It's, yeah, instead of real people, yeah. instead of real genuine people. And that was the gist of it. Like, you know, the, the whole thing was these people having to deal with this. And, and that's what made ER such a loved show early on, was that these people you connected with doing this job that the most part of us, we could never imagine doing the stress, the horror that they have to see. Uh, you know, that's what made ER so loved. And the chemistry and the cast and everything like that, similar here to Third Watch, you know, just if this had came out before ER, I, I would not question that this could have been as big as ER. So... There's a big call. I don't think. Or if it had come out at the same time as ER. Well, this is how you look at things now with these Chicago bloody things. It's kind of like, you know, Third Watch did it all in one. They didn't need twenty different shows to go. Here are the cops of Chicago. Here are the paramedics. Here are the firefighters. Here are the the lawyers. Here are the janitors. Here are the painters. Here are the bloody stylists. I don't fucking know. Chicago artwork coming to NBC. Chicago custodian, <laughs> Chicago custodial duty, Chicago barista. Will they make their coffee in time? <laughs> dun, dun. Uh. Oh my god! <laughs> Chicago animal control, <laughs> Chicago podcasting. Will they podcast <laughs> enough to recap the Chicago, Chicago gas and energy? <laughs> what was the What was the third watch ones that we kept making fun of? It was integrity unit, and then there was. Um, what was the the one in black and blue where they were the where with limousine and taxi oh. or something like that? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it was public morals is one I was thinking about in the cruise. Oh, one yes, they're, they're yes. doing the, the brothel raid. We're public morals. Like, how do you get in the NYPD and you're purely public morals? <laughs> this week on Chicago Public Morals, there are no public morals. The end. <laughs> oh god oh man um i mean i guess kind of this is only going to be sort of a brief kind of little chat and as i keep saying a thousand times over you know we talk a little bit more in depth about this in our series recap because we've still got a good couple of months left of these recaps as well to go but Mm -hmm. what what how would you guys sum up the legacy and just the the memory of third watch on its 20th anniversary How, how how do you feel we should be here celebrating and talking about this show 20 years from its premiere. I'll start with you, Brandy. Oh, why you have to start with me? I don't even know what to say. <laughs> because you're the OG. OG! Oh, my goodness. Um, so your question was, how do I feel about this right now? Just give us about a this. third watch, 20 years on. Open-ended question. I don't even know what that bloody ass there, to be honest. Just, I was, I'm like, man, there's a lot. Honestly, because it doesn't feel like 20 years. I do... Honestly, what was on my mind, and it doesn't go to your question, was just, I remember, like, just seeing the characters on TV and then having this experience 20 years later with being able to hear from the cast. That I didn't see coming, you know, to get this close, up and close and personal with them and hear from their own, you know, voices, just what they think about it. I think that sums up a lot. Just this, I mean, you did, we, I feel like this podcast has done a lot for the fans and Especially because of you, Ben. Like we're allowed, we're able to see this legacy and sum it up. I don't, I don't know if I can sum it up like the cast, like what you did. I feel like you did that with the podcast itself. Well, thank you. you I know? tried. I tried to do something good for once. I, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. I used all those evil survivor days where I did nothing but piss people off to try and use it to good now in these third watch days. Um, Darvel, <laughs> do you? I mean, trying to get your karma. <laughs> trying. I think he is. I think that's exactly what he's trying to do. Yeah. yeah. The question is, how is he doing? Is he succeeding or is he failing miserably? Yeah, story of my life. <laughs> well, I mean, we can ask some. We can ask some of the fans, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but me, how do I feel about it? How do I feel about it? Now, well, first off, let me say again that, you know, I, I, I listened to the episode with the, the, the cast reunion before we uh, – started this 
and you know you could just tell that they that they they were just they were I loved that they were you know just so happy to be doing this they were into it they were just so excited to be doing this reunion special and they were so happy to just you know be talking again you know to be together again and that right there you know it shows just what an impact this show had on them and because it had that impact on them you know it's mean same impact for the fans Mm. um my probably my biggest regret with regards to this show and maybe i've said it already is that i didn't watch it when it originally aired i i really wish i had because you know i wonder what it would have been like to you know watch it as it was airing but then again you know i wonder if i if i did it like that i mean i was like about 10 years old when the show premiered it premiered about a couple months before my 10th birthday. And I was uh, 15. Was I 15? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, yeah. I was 15 when it, when it went off. I'm not sure I would have had as much of an appreciation for it if I had watched it back then, even though part of me really wishes I had. Interesting. Yeah, it's kind of just one of these things I think that you, you don't know, is it? Like, I mean, a show like Breaking Bad, I never watched it when it aired. I never appreciated it. I kind of got onto it afterwards and, and loved the show. Like, there are definitely some shows that I appreciate now that I, I was never privy to watching it at the time. Um, and it's kind of like we're fine. I find that a lot now, say, with a show like Survivor in sort of covering that. Like, it's interesting talking to the fan base of a show that personally I've been involved in and watched from day one. So you kind of have that different feeling and connection you know what it was like when it started you know kind of the reaction and the feedback versus somebody who picks it up at a later date and kind of is experiencing it differently you know it does bring that different perspective and viewpoint from it so yeah it's it's mm-hmm. kind of it's a unique it's a unique beast when it comes to watching television shows like that it really is it really is do you guys um, quick fire questions when it comes to this I know I know we talk about this in the uh, the series finale one in a few months, but just just favorite episode, least favorite episode. Just I'm just asking some random questions here for you. My favorite. Oh, go ahead, Brandy. Sorry, I was just saying the onion. That's it. No. Get off this show. <laughs> I know the two of you didn't like it, but the Christmas spirit. Hey, hey, that was I Joe like Lisi's favorite. So you know, you're you're uh, you'll be happy that uh, that Lou liked that episode. So yeah. Yes. I liked it. It was Ben that really hated it. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Me, I think my my favorite episode, and I've said this many, I said this when we covered it. My favorite episode would have to be No More Forever. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's the one. Yeah, this one where uh, Doc finally comes completely unglued. You would have appreciated um, him talking up his uh, his acting in that scene yesterday. Uh, well, in today, I should say, in our reunion episode. Well, yeah, I I I, li- I I did catch that part of the reunion special. He said that 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 leading up to that, you know, it he was glad to finally have something to do, mm-hmm. so to speak, mm-hmm. with Doc instead of Mister Doogood. He was final. He was glad to finally have something to do, so he like really really ran with it. And it shows. It really, it really shows. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that is probably my absolute favorite third watch episode, along with, along with um, the nine eleven episodes. We can't forget about those. Those were they're hard to watch, of course, but they were brilliantly done. And just the backstory around that throughout that season, even because even after the special episodes, they still addressed it. Yeah, throughout season three. Um, The price of nobility is 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 up there too because, I mean, because of two specific scenes in it: the closing scene, the cliffhanger, and of course the scene where Alex dies. As gruesome as that is, it's one of my favorite scenes of the show. Hmm. Um, and I still want to know if you get Amy on here, if you get Amy back on here. I still want to know how much discussion and debate went into that 
in terms of what they could get away with showing in terms of how she died. Because there not... had to be a lot of behind-the-scenes debate. Did we did we bring that up to her on our interview with her? No, no, we didn't. no you didn't. I'll, I'll remember that for you. I, I was very... I just one thing I, I also appreciated on the reunion episode was finally getting the answer behind how the hell Doc's wife became Linda after being Deborah. So um, the answer yeah. was Ed couldn't Ed's remember. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, that was pretty funny. He joked that Doc had maybe six or seven wives by that. I also I also love the fact yeah. that Michael Beach tried to be like, well, Doc was in the nut house. And I'm like, well, it was Ed, it was Carlos who said it. Like, it wasn't you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, although I think all three of us can agree him and Morales should have moved forward. They oh. should have gotten married. Yeah, even, even and, you know, everyone I, think, thinks that, so, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, and I'll say this again. If Doc and Morales had gotten married instead of breaking up because Doc was too insecure to leave New York... Can't drive sorry, two hours Mike. down the road. <laughs> yeah, or drive two hours down the road, yeah. Michael, uh, Michael Beach, I'm, I'm sorry, but that's how I feel about your character in that moment. Um, if they had, if they had, if their relationship had, had continued and they had gotten married and all that, I mean, I'm not saying that Doc wouldn't have had to deal with some of the same stuff. I'm sure he would have, but maybe he wouldn't have gone down completely. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I, I think that would definitely be the case with that. Um, yeah. Different show, different Least piece, favorite though. episode, though? I would have to say my least favorite episode would be... Well, one of my least favorites would be The Unforgiven. Yeah. Giancarlo Esposito Although, as said, wasted. Wasted Giancarlo Esposito in that episode. Jesus. How who? they can land someone. The, the priest that Sully talks to in that episode, played by Giancarlo Esposito, best known for Gusfring, probably in Breaking Bad. Like... Just the the incredible talent of that man that he can say he's been in third watch in one of the worst episodes is just an, an utter shame. So, but yeah. as we've said, as we said a million times when you and I were recapping that episode, Ben, there are ways it could have worked. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We we went over that plenty of times. Sort of the flashback scenario, bring back Jerry, bring back Bobby. You know, just kind of bring back things like that where you could have had it as a you know a fun way, a fun flashback style episode. Yep. But they just just completely and have the it. priest have Sully and the priest be that whole conversation with Sully and the priest. Let that be at the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um. You know my favorite Brandy, your episode. favorites. <laughs> oh, my least favorite? Yeah, your least favorite. I don't know the title, but you know, uh, you know, I wasn't a big fan of how Kim did Bobby. <laughs> I would say that's my That would favorite. be 32 Bullets and a Broken Heart. I, was, I love how you explain that, Brandy, how Kim did Bobby. And <laughs> how Kim... <laughs> yeah, that would be... Well, actually, it would be the end of this band of brothers and throughout 32 Bullets and a Broken Heart. Yeah, just because I just... I just, I don't know, I just wish they either didn't do that, or, like, he would have moved on, you know, but the, that's probably part of his frustration, too, was just how he was he done. Met the character. Trevor? So, Trevor? You know. The disappearing Trevor, like, the next sure, episode? He didn't get the time to, but they didn't give him a time, like, just it just seemed like a lot of... It was a fling. That was a fling. Let's be real here. That was a fling. Yeah. It was, a lot of it was wasted with Kim, but that was my least favorite just because of that right there. And that's, I think that's what took my respect from Kim away for so long was that. But, you know, um, she was a mess, though, too. You know, I mean, she I think really was. Mallory didn't like Kim. Mallory didn't like Kim. Oh, see? At all? Uh, I think when we got to about the fifth season, when she was like standing up to Doc, that she was like the first time, like, oh, I can finally actually appreciate Kim. So, yeah, no, she wasn't a, a Kim fan. So. It takes a while for I think as I don't know maybe as a woman it takes a while for us to warm up to her but you know she didn't I like get Bobby it now, either like, she didn't like Bobby either when Bobby died she oh, didn't what? flinch like she was just like eh, you know I she feel like I should be sad and I'm like what like she got she shot in a toilet like it's Bobby everyone likes Bobby love it. Oh my god, I'm trying not to laugh so she hard. She hated Cruz too. She hated Cruz, but she warmed up slightly by the end, so she kind of had the general emotions of it there. But, um. Ooh, can I. I will say with Cruz, from what I've seen, my love for her hasn't wavered, but I used to think she was like this badass, like, oh my god, I want to be Cruz kind of person. You know, I was that. Now I'm like, damn, Cruz, you were really messed up too. Come like, on. I didn't they even... all were. Let's be real <laughs> I just... here. 
But Cruz, I kind of put her on that pedestal. I didn't look at her faults. You know, we all do that. Like with Bosco, there's certain things we put up on the pedestal, right? Right, but right. Now, I look at Cruz and I'm like, if I knew her in real life, I'd be like, yeah, I would want to hang with you. But I've done my healing, my inner work. I don't know if I can hang with you. <laughs> I think you're yeah, stuff yeah. for me <laughs> I, I just want to take a brief moment in time to remember Brooke. Hello, Eva LaRue. You were robbed of yeah. being more oh. on screen. Yeah. Love you. Oh, um, right, right, right. Jimmy's <laughs> wife for a very brief time in season two. Oh, what a great woman. Um, yeah, After Hours, the best. Um, by a... Yeah, I, I re- can, I, can I say something about that episode real no, quick? No, you may not. Shut your mouth. Yes, Specifically you can. Specifically <laughs> after... Well, I remember what I remember when you and I were getting ready to recap that one, and may, when you and I were getting ready to recap that one, I had I had just on a personal note I had just lost my 18 year old nephew to to a really really horrific car accident, and you were actually and just after I went to his funeral was when we were about ready to recap that episode, and I remember you saying, Darvell, are you do you, can you do this one? Do you, do you think you can handle this one right now? Well, it was a. I think it was. Yeah. I guess at that time of, you know, uh, it's probably the last thing I would assume most people, yeah, would want to do. So right. I wanted to make sure that you were fine with it. I guess so. Um, I yeah, and I and I, I appreciated that. I, I was just pointing that out because I mean, it's just something that really that really stands out. That, well, I can really be nice. I can be nice every now yeah. and then. Oh, this is a bro moment. Oh. <laughs> Wow! Oh, that. I have friends. Who would have thought we would have had a bromance going? <laughs> um, um, yeah. I, I look again. I just it's it's a respect thing. I respect you. I want to make sure you're fine yep. and everything like that. But um, I'm glad you did and it. it actually, yeah, it, it helped. It 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 helped me in some ways. Actually, well, that's good. I'm glad we can be used for healing every now and then. That works. <laughs> Mallory really liked After Hours too, so I was very appreciative. I was kind of that was the pressure one going into it. Um, but yeah, hmm. I, I was the most What surprised. was an episode that she liked that you didn't? She liked the Onion episode. <laughs> she liked the, the spirit. Yeah, she liked yes! the Onion. Yes! Uh, <laughs> just, we should have gotten Mallory on here. Oh, actually, she Ooh, liked, she liked Demolition Derby. She cried. I caught her crying in Demolition well, Derby. How could you not cry at that episode, though? Well, I mean sure it was there she actually and what else she cried a couple of times so i cry more obviously um in in the tatiana funeral scene she still cried a bit but um she actually broke down crying when bosco got released from hospital and they're all saluting him uh in season six so i was like ah it's a powerful moment oh and she also cried uh in carlos when uh carlos was talking to um the baby uh his child um when he's like saying you know you'll be okay i'm gonna leave you with the kennys um so, yeah yeah kylie that's well i've gone blank yeah kylie yes um <laughs> end, end <laughs> what of did tour. she think of Snowblind? Ah, uh, she didn't like it she thought it was bad she's a smart girl um end of tour i i was surprised that, that ended up being <laughs> oh the man worst. i was hoping she liked it just so i can hear how you would have reacted <laughs> the the she did not like emily at all so that was all right um yeah end of tour the fact that that ended up as the worst on my list was quite surprising i thought 100 percent certain it would be Snowblind, but um having only watched end of tour again a couple of days ago i yeah i stand by that fact but um even kind of looking here on the the bad episodes on my bin list like yeah i can easily see reasons straight away why but like you know the spirit's like the fourth highest bin so and demerson derby's the second highest bin so come on they're not ranked in the absolute pits of terribleness um those i think that that belongs in the the, the exclusive bottom five i feel on my bin list the kitchen sink fire starter the unforgiven snowblind and end of tour all have their clear obvious reasons to me why they are bins and all the other ones above it to me are still bins but have got more redeeming qualities in those bottom five i i struggle to find redeeming qualities in those bottom five episodes so yeah the end <laughs> yeah and firestarter firestarter i'll never forget our recap of firestarter how you know just right out the gate i came out swinging against it and you were that just floored you ben you were like you were like, man, usually it's me coming out swinging against an episode. Go ahead. Because <laughs> you're so nice, Starville. You're such a nice human being that I'm the dick. 
Uh, <laughs> guys, oh, I can be. It's uh, it's great to kind of come together and do this, and obviously, people who are listening to this will still hear our voices over the coming months and the remaining. Uh, right, so right. Much. and just and just uh, you know, for continuity's sake, there are probably mentions in some of these episodes, like, oh, wouldn't it be great if we got Skip Shutters on the show or something like that, like you know, our naive little selves and kind of talking up things like that. So. Uh, you know, we, we bank these a long time in the past and kind of go forward with it as well. So that's just a little precursor if you're listening to all these Third Watch episodes and then wondering why it doesn't make sense while we're talking about one thing when clearly that's happened. So, uh, yeah, but it's it's great to chat to you guys and come back here and celebrate this 20. We're going to birthday cake with 20 candles on it that we send off to NBC maybe. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Third Watch. Happy birthday to you. Jesus Christ, you're good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm clapping. I'm clapping. Had to do that. I I expect somebody to like jump out of a cake right now and be all like seductive, (laughs) something like that. So. Great job, Brandy. Thank you Happy for coming back. Happy birthday to Third Watch. I'm I'm thrilled to hear your voice again and uh, come back here. Me so, too. Uh, thank you, Brandy. Thank you for having me. It was I was glad to hear your guys' voice as well. Even and, though, uh, you guys even though you listen every don't... week, uh... <laughs> nah. or even though we are always fucking with you. Oh. It's fun, you know, because, you know, Grace Anatomy and all, so it's all good. So, uh, that was Brandy. Uh, Darvell, uh, thank you for your time on the show. You know, it's sad to to think that, I mean, we... Yeah, we we've got we've got more episodes coming up, but, you know, it's sad to think that this is the last recording that we'll that we'll ever do of this, you know, relating to this show. Well, I mean, look, at the end of the day, I think... Not necessarily. I think you and I sort of have that project in mind eventually where we, you know, maybe just choose four random episodes of these actors in it and just kind of do a month of them down the line. I'd still like to do that. Um, I mean the three of us together. Well, Brandy's welcome to come on those episodes too. <laughs> I'm not just, I'm not pushing Brandy out for it. Yep, yep. Brandy, uh, you should come on those. Unless you're all planning on quitting and dying on me. I mean, this isn't the end forever. <laughs> I mean... Wait, yeah. Oh, no. Wait, who am I talking? No, I'm kidding. You go away. Watch Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't plan on going anywhere anytime soon either. So, well, there you go. There's and, that. Uh, in about twelve months' time, I'll be in a much more friendlier time zone to both of you. So that will probably work out a little bit well as well. So, uh, oh, is that when you and is that when you and Mallory are going back? Are going to her neck of the woods? Her neck of the woods, indeed, to Canada. So uh, we will be heading that way. Uh, 12 months or so, so get excited for that. But everybody, get excited. Celebrate 20 years. Uh, great occasion today. Go and download our exclusive reunion episode. Uh, if you don't know anything about it, you're listening to this first, uh, stop listening right now and go and listen to it. We've got Kobe Bell, we've got Anthony Reeva, Michael Beach, Yvonne Jung, uh, Bill Walsh, Skip Suddeth, and Ed Albanero all on that episode sharing memories of the show. And uh, we're, we are hoping that in the coming days we're also maybe going to have a reappearance of... Uh, Amy Carlson and also the first appearance of Jason Wiles hopefully as well so just stay tuned for things like that we'll post online once we know a little bit more about it and of course Wednesdays are our recaps that's when they go up we're still going through season 6 and getting very close to the end so uh, make sure you don't miss those and if you missed any of them head to theoznetwork.net click on the TV tab you'll see the third watch tab drop down and that's where you'll find all of them but Davel thank you Brandy thank you thanks everyone for listening happy birthday third watch and we'll speak to you next time on the Oz Network good night Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.